0: Hello everyone. This is uh, Raúl and Alejandro. Yep. And uh, we just a quick little thing here at the beginning. Uh, we babbled and babbled and babbled. This pat, well, one of us did. And, and babbled and babbled. Uh,
1: Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. It was all me. Uh, we babbled a lot and it ended up being like an hour that we recorded. So we're splitting it into two. This is the beginning of part two, and we just going to continue on with our discussion uh, that we started in part one. So what do you want to say? And keep it keep it succinct.
1: Part two
0: That's enough. Okay. Enjoy or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then uh oh I have a question. Maybe this I love this
1: question.
0: Um, something I've always actually wanted to ask you, maybe and then we'll ask it. it might not be a very exciting answer. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Stay tuned, kids. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> but um what is your uh, the reason you're so into? Uh, oh crap! What's a freaking you just talked about him? Castro. Oh. Yeah, uh, Fidel Castro. Sorry, I went blank there again, twice. Uh, what you have like pictures of the guy and you're, you name yourself after him and uh, what's what is the uh, like I know Fidel, I, what I've been told Fidel Castro is what is the reason you are so Captivated by this man. Okay. Call it, him one of your heroes, as I. Or am i Am I stressing that too much?
1: not you're not stressing it enough, actually. Okay. And it's kind of a long story. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, okay. um, that's, that's what we. It's what we do here. Are we doing a longer show? Or are we going to do well, this we in got, two parts? No, no, we got. We got about half. we got 27 minutes. All right. So okay. Okay, this is kind of a we're long going. one. So. Fidel Castro uh, First of all I always say When people ask me why About Fidel Castro I always say that if I lived in Cuba I would be on the front lines Fighting him as much as possible um, Which sounds like a What do you call that when it's like Oxymoron or something See I'm not that smart dichotomy. So, Yeah the, it's weird It's weird what I'm saying I, I'm going to say dichotomy Because you said it <laughs> That's probably totally wrong. It makes me sound (laughs) smarter. (laughs) We need a dictionary to look up dichotomy. (laughs) So if I grew up in that system, I would absolutely fight it. But from being an outsider and actually looking and visiting on numerous occasions, Cuba, um, I can tell you what it isn't. And if you really want to get down to it, um, you have to judge someone by their fruits, right? So I don't think Fidel Castro is a good guy, um, in the way that he suppresses free speech, he imprisons his political rivals uh indefinitely. But the US does that admittedly now anyway, they just passed laws to do that. But to me he's an absolute hundred percent hero. So here was a guy, he saw his country under um the rule of this guy named Batista. This was like at the late uh nineteen fifties. Batista was a US puppet and that's why you had gangsters, like all the uh all the gangsters you've ever heard of. They all had places down in Cuba that had casinos everywhere. Um Batista was paid off by the US government. The US um uh owned everything in Cuba, the power company, the uh the sugar plantations, the water, electricity, hydro. Um so basically all of Cuba was owned by Americans and Americans owned all the houses they owned 90 percent of people's houses and the Cubans rented from the Americans that sounds pretty fair hey so anyway I'll get back to that fruits thing in a minute but Fidel Castro tried to create an uprising and was uh, put in prison for life so he's a man he wanted to see change he tried to make change happen um, ...through the M26 movement... and um, ...which they basically tried to uh, take over an army base... ...to get weapons so that they could take over more stuff. They didn't have the things. They, were, uh, they, they got messed over or whatever... ...and he went to prison for life. And it was weird in this weird thing where Batista was trying to ap- um, appease the people. He actually let Fidel Castro out... A prison and then Fidel went over to Mexico and met up with Che Guevara who they just ran into each other and became friends and then they trained in Mexico a wealthy businessman who was against uh, Batista gave them a yacht uh, like a kind of crappy yacht I've seen it this was called the grandma and they sailed back and they ended up taking over their country so it, have you seen the movie Motorcycle Diaries? Yeah. Is that what that's
0: about? Isn't uh, that I, about Castro and Che Guevara meeting? Yeah, I don't remember it, in the though. Oh, okay. But well, I would imagine you would remember that. I have Che, though, and it's a really good movie. Is it good? The yeah. uh, Soderbergh with uh, Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. Have, is it like four hours long or something like that? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. long. Um, I oh, wanted to, but it's intimidating, because I don't know about the subject matter. I am not know a lot about it, but because I like Steven Soderbergh and stuff, so I...
1: One of those days I wanna watch or one of those movies I wanna watch one day. I'll end it to you. It's all subtitled but it's very good and uh, and the, the he's very true to it. I've seen these pictures hundreds of times so he in within the movie it's it's like they stage the picture and work around it, like it's it's amazingly accurate. Okay. So um let me just to elaborate some more. So Fidel when they when they landed the grandma got caught up on the, some rocks so they had to ditch all their um, food all their weapons and basically come to shore and then a bunch of them were killed and uh, captured and then Fidel and a few others like went into the bushes and talk about being against all the odds right so and there was one story I think they just camped out in a freaking sugar cane field and they just the army was all around so they just had to piss in their pants and fucking wait them out right sorry is it the two of them or the other people too well i don't know who's in the field i don't remember but but they were in the field and bad stuff was going on around them and they had to stay there for days and days and so they turned that they turned it basically like five or ten or whatever people because everyone was killed and captured like i said and they turned that into a resistance against the government that rose up and and cast the corrupt government away and so here's here's a a list of things that changed so what castro did first was um as soon as the u.s got aggressive with him he nationalized the uh all the power companies and stuff which means Um, It was all owned by foreigners. He said, you don't own it anymore. I own it. As uh, Cuba owns our own power supply. Imagine that, right? And then from there, um, like I said, 90% of the Americans owned the Cubans' houses. He nationalized all those. So all those Americans no longer owned them. And he gave 90% of all the houses to the people to live in he also instituted a thing where everyone got rations of food um every week or so they get a ration of food so no one starves soon um and he there's things like free health care free education all the way to be whatever you want that never existed uh free dental care which we don't even have in our rich country free um and you get a massage once a week you can go have a massage um, the only country on earth that has a declining AIDS population because the, if you have AIDS they give you a nice a nice kind of resort place to live and you, a lot of people go there um, and so he's even divided up his own family's land and gave it to farmers and, and peasants to have so, and a lot of people will say, oh, they have free dental care, but they don't always have the stuff. And the reason is because America has this embargo, a trade embargo, since 1960 on Cuba, where if, if a ship comes anywhere and to Cuba, it cannot go, that ship cannot go to the U.S. for six months. So if you're a big ship, you want to trade with uh, America, You're never going to go to Cuba because if you're dropping off bags of flour or whatever, you can't go to the U.S. for six months. They will not trade with you. And that's because they're communist. And who's U.S., uh, the United States' hugest trading partner? China, which is communist. The reason they don't like, uh, the actual reason, is because they lost. They lost this fight against this little dictator. And they tried to take him over with the Bay of Pigs. And, uh which was done by JFK. Yeah. And it um, uh, and and later led to the Cuban Missile Crisis and yeah. stuff like that. And I'll tell you about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay, so when the Bay of Pigs happened, it was a CIA operation to bring down Fidel Castro. Yeah. And Fidel... It's basically been admitted, you know, since then. I don't, I don't think they
0: said that at the time, but it's been admitted and, you know made about it The movie 13 Days Was about a lot of that stuff About the Cuban Missile Crisis And Bay of Pigs JFK The movie too
1: Yeah Yeah And um, This just shows Here's a little Telling little thing That happened Um, A lot of the pilots And stuff Were captured by Fidel Like the uh, American pilots And what Fidel did Was he ransomed them And what did he ransom Them for? Tractors So he could Plant more food And have more farms For people What a dirty bastard,
0: eh? He's got to be corrupt somehow then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, um, and Che Guevara, the reason why people love him so much is he would work uh, six days a week. And then on Sunday, on his day off, he would go out and work in the fields with the people to show that he was a man of the people to show that he was not um a politician he was just a guy that was trying to make things right okay so um the cuban missile crisis the u.s is so one-sided and so hypocritical it's not even funny so the u.s had nuclear missiles in turkey pointed at russia way before the russians had cuban um had the missiles yeah in Cuba pointed at the us
0: that's that's the thing too that I, I was shocked by that too when I was at that movie I just talked about thirteen days it's about the thirteen days of the Cuban Missile Crisis and the whole I, I remember watching it um, well actually it was on a little while ago and I was watching it and how I was amazed about how they were freaking out they, they even said themselves like in the movie they were freaking out about the possibilities of, of nuclear weapons being put into um cuba and and then they're like well we have missiles in turkey it's like well wouldn't the russians be pissed about that <laughs> Would, wouldn't they have some a reason to because it wasn't like they were just randomly putting them in cuba to because they're evil and wanted to strike they already had these missiles in turkey so it's like but then they said in the movie that that the the missiles were they were really old and they're going to be decommissioned and that's what they were—they were saying they were going to get take in the next six months. They were going to take them out anyways. So that's actually how they—they they, in the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: They, that's how they came to having peace, and that was sort of the out for them because they were going to get rid of the missiles anyway in the next six months. So that was America's way of saving face with the Russian or with the public, but telling the Russians don't say anything about this. But uh, in six months we're going to get rid of the missiles anyways. So that <laughs> it won't be you know a big deal. So that's my contribute me
1: contributing to this story thanks man (laughs) i didn't know that (laughs) actually i seriously didn't and uh the reason why um cuba was in good with russia is because they had communist ideals it was actually working in cuba russian communism was superiorly corrupt just like uh uh china's china's communism is super corrupt right so um but because of the embargoes on, um, on Cuba by the US, they had to still trade and sell their sugar on the foreign markets and stuff. And they could only trade with other communist countries because the US wouldn't let them uh, trade with other people. So it's basically financial strangling. And then they demonize you for, for those uh, things, for your actions. It's like if I come to your house and I imprison everyone and you're dying for food and you uh, punch me in the face and wrestle yourself free and and up to the fridge, then I charge you with assault. That's kind of how the U.S. operates. Right? It's ridiculous. So here's some other things that Cuba, the, that they've done. And it shows. Like, okay, so before Fidel... I don't remember anymore. I used to know these numbers. Before Fidel, there was a huge um, death rate among newborns. After Fidel, after a few years, he would um, he got the the birth rate better than the Washington in the United States. So more children born lived than in uh, United States. And he also took the literacy rate, which illiteracy rate, which was around 90 percent, and he made it better than Washington D.C. as well. Um, so more people were literate in Cuba than in America, in one of the places where you have all the politicians. So that's some more things that he did, and a guy who's a bad bad guy doesn't do that type of stuff you know what i mean so he's giving all of his citizens housing food and it cut all the electricity bills down to almost zero um you make sure you have dental care health care massages um he takes care of the mentally ill actually i'll tell you a story about scarface which is uh pretty awesome and he also um makes sure that your population can read, gives you the free education, which I think I just said, and um, looks after everything. And then on top of that, he trained doctors, tons and tons and tons of doctors, and this heartless bastard would send these doctors to other places like Colombia and Mexico and basically anywhere else, and he'd just send them over there just to go help people. Just to go make sick people well, he just send out train these doctors, and also their prescriptions are almost zero dollars. It's amazing. He's done so much for his people. So he does do bad stuff, and people. Know now, that. That's sort of my follow up to this whole thing. Right off the top,
0: you mentioned things like he takes away people's, you know, liberties, and he takes away freedom of speech. What's the trade off? What's uh, doing all these great things like people make people illiterate blah, blah, blah. and uh, giving them housing and giving them all these great things free medical care but then at the same time there's no free freedom of speech and I was like what is sort of the trade-off there yeah what would you rather what's the bet what's the way to do my heart way to do it <laughs> I can't really
1: hear at the moment my ears are popping so I'm guessing that's <laughs> what you were talking about yeah <laughs> So, basically, he silences political dissent, which I think that everyone should, obviously. That's what I do every week on this podcast. Um, So, and basically, his line of, do you want me to hold that? No? Okay. Basically, the reason he does that and why he has done it, and I'm not justifying because I think it's horrible, is because he's protecting his revolution. Even his beard, you know how Fidel Castro has that famous beard? Mm -hmm. He said when he gets his country to the utopia he wants, he would shave his beard, and that's why he's never shaved it, because it's a sign that he's still in the revolution. So, when you're a political dissident, you are fighting against free healthcare, free education, free food for everyone, low rent, low prices and all that kind of stuff so that's his that's his reasoning and that's why he does that some really famously bad stuff that fidel castro and che guevara did um well fidel was uh, more about this fidel imprisoned the gays he would actually round them up and put them in mental hospitals but that was in like the 60s and stuff and it was a different world and that was definitely a bad idea and not cool at all but He's also the same man who apologized to those very same people. Yeah. And um, how many world leaders do you hear apologizing? They, they're they told not to because it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. That's why Bush never said sorry for any of the shit he pulled. And never will. Never will, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And another thing that he did that's really bad is they would have tribunals as soon as they took power. They took power actually on New Year's Day i think it was 1959 or 1960 i think it was 59 and uh, anyway they uh had these tribunals where they had all these trusted advisors they go into a village and they did clean uh like clean out the bad people so what would happen they'd say they would set up the tribunal they say tell me about the people that are in charge and what and how they were and they'd be like oh miguel's a rapist or um This other guy, like, did this. And uh, then they would have, like, a town meeting, and people would vote. You can't trust anyone named Miguel. I mean, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) Or Jorge was, uh, you know, whatever. So, and they would... What about Raul? (laughs) Raul was his brother. Oh. Um, So then then they would have the town meeting and basically decide whether they were going... These people that were uh, accused of these crimes the town would vote on whether or not they'd be executed or not and they'd straight up kill them so if miguel was raping people uh, fidel and chase sat there and got someone to shoot him in the head um it was like very done very quickly and it was pretty brutal especially for the western world and that's why i shocked a lot barbaric, barbaric but it was also very practical like and people will say, that's horrible. But then you hear about a child molester here. If if you heard about a child molester on the radio or whatever, you'd, you'd probably say to your husband or wife, like, someone should kill that person, right? That's what Fidel and Chase stepped up and did, and that's why they took a lot of flack.
0: Yeah, it's always the sort of the back and forth thing. I mean, you see uh, all these things happen. Like, you know, they're fictional or dramatized on, like, TV shows like Law & Order or whatever, but they'll have the the court system and someone will get charged with rape but he'll get off on a technicality and uh, all these different things and yeah exactly the same thing you use oh someone should shoot that guy or whatever but then other people would you know fight for his rights Uh, I remember watching the movie I always bring these back to movies but (laughs) because that's that's what I know Uh, (laughs) uh, like dead man walking which is about Sean Penn being the guy on death row and he's set to die and Susan Sarandon comes along and they talk and everything and uh and that's basically the movie and he walks <laughs> not like lord of the ring walks he like <laughs> he walks to the chamber anyways and then uh i remember watching it with with some relatives and at the end of it they're like oh so he was really guilty so what was that movie about so basically it's like it was basically against the death penalty right that was the whole point of the movie but then people are like but but he was like a rapist and a murderer well why are you why did we watch this two-hour movie about this rapist and murder guy so but then the point of that is i'm trying to say is people are trying to you know defend people will defend to the death you know someone else's rights to whatever you know which is on the one hand it's like okay that's great if i remember in that situation where i'm falsely accused of something that's great but what about the people who are actually guilty of these things or who actually like, I know there's instances of people like on tape getting caught doing horrible things like murdering people and they still don't go to jail. Or at the very least they get like 30 years in a federally funded prison with three square meals a day and you know, all this other stuff. So it's one of those things that's like, well, maybe we should just start shooting people because <laughs> I mean, you never, you know, you get the frustrated to that point, right? And sex offenders and all these things, pedophiles and stuff like that. Why don't sometimes you just feel like, people should just shoot him in the head so but they're like oh well that's we have our our rights and everything in canada and u.s and north america and all these other civilized quote-unquote civilized places yeah. but uh yeah it's one of those things In it goes back and forth on it all the time yeah
1: yeah and i go back and forth on it too because obviously i'm i'm more of a vigilante at heart and i think that sex offenders should be executed but then, in saying that, I'm also aware that whoever you give the power to will be corrupted with that power. So, um, that's why there's a, a, a very delicate balance there. And that's what the U.S. is just taking out. They're saying, we'll decide, you know, we'll decide if you're guilty or innocent. And it can get to that if you don't watch it very carefully. So,
0: And then in places like Texas, where it seems like every other week they're finding people who are sentenced to die who are actually innocent. Uh, you know places like that. That's so people who are against the death penalty will point to that and say, well, that's what if they weren't gu- guilty, or they're just on
1: technicality, or if they were actually innocent. And so, so yeah, it goes those back and forth. Yeah. So I'll tell you about a Scarface. A Scarface. Yeah. So the it, a lot of people don't remember this or they didn't watch it when they're younger and they don't have a frame of reference or whatever. But the opening, this is the greatest trick that has ever been pulled on the United States. And it's fucking hilarious to me, and I love it on so many different levels. I can't even imagine how to articulate how happy I am about this. So, the U.S. Got a turn coming up. You going to turn? Well, I'm not turning. All right.
0: <laughs> I do want to get home tonight. So,
1: <laughs> so if you can
0: turn and you know tell your story at the same time, that'd be great.
1: I, I, I was going to Chris okay. Morris. All right, just make it sure. All right. So, the greatest trick ever pulled on the United States. You sound like someone from The Usual Suspects. (laughs) Yes.
0: The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist.
1: Yeah, exactly. again,
0: it all comes back to movies.
1: We have to merge here, so. Merging.
0: So, yeah, I'll just keep going about, you know, you should see that movie, Usual Suspects. It's
1: pretty good. And Scarface.
0: (laughs) Well, Scarface, I'm not a big fan of Scarface, actually. Watch it
1: again. Yeah. Yeah, I watched
0: it before when I was like younger and I was just getting into movies and stuff and because it was all this hype about it, especially like in the 90s, it's like that was the cool movie was Scarface. People re sort of you know rediscovered it or whatever because it was in the 80s or whatever. And uh, yeah, people are like, oh Scarface and all the gangsters and rappers and I'm like, oh Scarface and I watched it and back in the day and I'm like,
1: mm,
0: I didn't think it was that great. Oh, Al okay. Pacino with his wacky accent. And-
1: yeah, that's why I call people mangy.
0: That's, what, that's where Meng comes from? Yeah,
1: that's where Meng comes
0: from. We call each other Meng, and that's where it comes from?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I agree thing. with that. <laughs> my, friend Sunil, <laughs> my friend Sunil would do it, but it was like, he never said man. He's like, hey, how's it going, man? But he always put a G on it. Was like, how you doing, Meng? Meng? So oh, that's, that's where it. Meng comes from. So anyways, that's just Garfay's story. Okay, so the great... And this is real. This is true. So um, the U.S. always tries to grandstand and show how free and loving and all awesome they are, so they had an amnesty for cuban citizens they're like oh fidel's a bad guy um he really sucks and we hate him and you're being oppressed over in cuba so the u.s is granting you an amnesty so anyone who's cuban that wants to come live in the united states you're free to do so come on down and they thought fidel wouldn't let it happen but Fidel is incredibly intelligent. So, what Fidel did was he put, he, he got a whole bunch of boats together. He emptied out his prisons and insane asylums onto the boats yeah. and sent anyone else who wanted to go, plus all the prisoners and all the hardcore mentally ill dangerous people and just packed them on a boat and sent them on over and gave the U.S. what they (laughs) they wanted he called their bluff he got rid of a, a massive amount of problems and a liability of keep feeding all these prisoners and everything and he just simply gave his entire prison population to the U.S. which caused the Cuban crime wave which is where Scarface opens that's awesome so the whole that whole motto of like give us your
0: tired your weak and your poor and your violent and your rapists and your crazy people and so yeah that's that was nice of them to do that actually uh, so this might again this might be a whole other show so I just want to throw it out there maybe you can say oh that's too much but comparing I mean they're not well let's not compare that but uh, when you're hearing about uh, in the media course the media is corrupt so then you that's how they treat someone like Castro as opposed to guys like Chavez and well Gaddafi and like those kind of people what's the reality of what those guys are up to like Chavez is he really like this crazy person or is he like Castro and they just demonize him in the media or do
1: you know much about those guys I know a bit about um, Gaddafi, and uh, and I know a bit about Chavez. What about the uprising? Is
0: that a whole other show in itself? Last year? Yeah. That was like a year ago, right? Or was it? Oh, that was Egypt a year ago. Right. They just did the one year anniversary, I think, for Egypt.
1: Yeah, Libya is different. Yeah, Libya is different.
0: But they um, are different countries. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean that well,
1: was. We, like, we, <laughs> we you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Libya and Egypt are different countries anyways no you're right um hugo chavez uh, he overstepped his bounds of trying to take the power that fidel has from his people to give them good things so he 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 was trying to redistribute wealth and he's actually a good friend of fidel's and he started taking his own power but um he was doing good things with it so he, he would um forget he's like he sold a bunch of oil to china and then used that money to build houses and and stuff like that so and the cia had a coup against him which was unsuccessful and then they gave him cancer which is really easy to do um that's what they do that so he's battling cancer right now that's how cia takes people out if they don't want to be traced back is they just give you cancer um and Gaddafi. If you go look, I don't have a list like I do for Fidel, but, okay, he was a bad guy. Um, But he did a lot of good things for his country. People, um, he made housing affordable, education, and even Saddam Hussein. um, If you go and look at what he did, uh, was, uh, again, I'm not saying he's a great guy, but he went and gave his country free education. Um, expanded like water supply and, and he was actually making a huge difference and so uh, yeah
0: wow. so when they were like the uprising that happened well I guess not a year ago but last year yeah was that propaganda or was that like actually the people rising up or how what, what's the sort of a, the interwebs interpretation of all that that happened the, you know the series of tubes <laughs> what did the, the tubes say happened
1: well um, so I don't know what
0: the media told me, but I know what I know What you think.
1: <laughs> um, it was a CIA-backed coup against Gaddafi. It was or was it? It was. Okay. And um, they wanted him out for a few different reasons, but... Um, uh, and I'm not sure about this. Okay, so I'm not going to pretend that I know a ton about it, but I know that it was backed um, by, that, by the CIA. And... Um, what i've heard about in iran applies to this too is that as the u.s economy is crumbling and it will crumble this is why i tell you people to get food and water because we don't know how far reaching that collapse is going to be it's being done on purpose and it will happen i 100 percent guarantee you that the u.s economy will crumble because they don't have enough money to pay the interest on their debts so how do you ever get out of that there's not enough money alive not enough money in on planet earth to pay back the US's debts China's buying up all their debts so China owns the US and they're going to call it in so the only thing that will keep them afloat is if China China's holding the cards and when they when their country's polluted from all the stuff we've done buying cheap dollar store garbage they're going to want a new place to live and guess where it's going to be but um it <laughs> no <laughs> I said the gas I don't. So, um,
0: getting back... Again, I can't hear the hell... What are you saying? I'm waiting for my ears to pop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just guessing. So, so anyway. So, so the thing. So, what I I understand is that Iran and Libya and a few other countries were going to stop trading in U.S. currency and selling and buying oil with U.S. currency and actually demand gold because U.S. currency is not worth anything. It's... It's basically uh, me coming over to your house and buying your comic collection and giving you Monopoly money. And the people that understand economics know that you're just getting paid with Monopoly money. It's fake. And as soon as it crumbles, all of that money is going to disappear because it, it is worth less than paper. So when these com- countries that deal heavily in oil and, and things were saying we're going to move to gold standard and demand payment in gold the US doesn't have that currency and um, it is a threat to their uh, hegemony and uh, that's why they they are doing did what they did
0: okay so I uh, to understand what you're saying so they did that the that in Libya got rid of Gaddafi, and they're like sending sending a message to Iran? Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're going to attack Iran. They'll probably do it in October. Um, okay, maybe, October. Um, they like to do shit like that be right before elections. It makes because uh, the the dumbed down masses think that that makes them stronger if your uh, country's at war. The big warmonger, Obama, who's saying he's going to uh, end all these wars, is starting more and more wars. It's ridiculous. Well, to be fair, he hasn't started that war yet. That's just, well, he hasn't actually signed the bill. Well, Libya, they sure gave a lot of help to all the insurgents in Libya. Um, let's just say that.
0: That's a, I think that's a good place to wrap it up here. So, actually, we'll probably, this will be probably the end of part two. Because I think we'll be splitting this into two parts. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, anyways, uh, that was a Randomosity. Randomosity. Randomness and this ethnicity.
1: random cast, random
0: cast. Uh, part one and two. I'm gonna assume again because it's almost an hour. Yeah, uh, the total thing we just babbled about for about an hour. So, yeah,
1: so yeah. Uh, and we'll see you again next time. This is Raul. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to oh. Jeff Smart, and Jeff's going to be a co host one of these days because he's a wonderful bastard. He's going to hold me to the fire like you wouldn't believe. Uh-oh. Not, even
0: worse than I do? Yeah. With my smart-ass remarks? And, yeah. All right.
1: I think you guys are going to
0: like each other. You guys are both pretty awesome. Or we'll scratch each other's eyes out. Perhaps. <laughs> but I was thinking, though, uh, I meant to mention before, Batista got his comeuppance, though, got his revenge because um, he was named after all those people who work at Starbucks.
1: What? <laughs> Aren't they Batistas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Batista fled to Spain and, and then, yeah. Started, yeah.
0: Oh, wow, you're <laughs> going to bring in the. Don't let the truth get in the way of good stories, sir. Okay, that's where we're going to end that was it there. Awesome. <laughs> really? I, <you> <laughs> People you. at home are rolling their eyes like, oh, that was fucking lame. <laughs> uh,
1: it's good I've
0: see. been holding that in for, well, a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> a whole week I've been holding that in. <laughs> Anyways, this is Truth 101. Bye. Bye.